Sit back and listen to Chaya Srivatsa have exclusive conversation with women from different professions. A Sochcast brought to you by the Guild of Women Achievers, a global network of women with amazing talent, achievements and a great story to tell. These interviews were done over 15 years ago. And after storming male bastions in India, here are Indian women making waves in corporate America. like Sarah Matthew. Hi Sarah, are you there online? Yes, I am. Hi Chaya. Hi. Thank you. And, uh, before we start talking Sarah, let me tell our listeners something about you. Uh Miss Matthew holds a bachelor's degree in physics, chemistry and mathematics from Women's Christian College in Madras, and she has a master's degree in accounting from the Institute of Cost and Works Accountants in India, and later an MBA from Xavier University, Cincinnati, Ohio. Mm, that's quite a mouthful, Sarah. <laughs> And now she is the senior vice president and chief financial officer of the Dun and Bradstreet Corporation before which she was for nearly 18 years as a fairly senior executive in P&G. Now listening to all this Sarah I don't believe in this glass ceiling concept that women keep harping on. What do you say? Um I think perhaps there is a glass ceiling uh but from my perspective mm-hmm. uh, I I didn't ever think of a glass ceiling being there. Um so when I go back to my career at P&G there was a glass ceiling about three levels below where I was. Okay. And I don't think uh, I had any problems making it past that level. Mhm. And uh, I sometimes wonder if it's because I just didn't think about the potential of a glass ceiling being there and something I had to overcome. So you say that the glass ceiling could be in our minds and it's really not there? I think it's partly in your mind and I think sometimes that influences the way you behave the you know how you um you know conductively respond to challenges in the workplace um and also your willingness to take risk Oh yeah I know but there are a lot of women who in fact there's one lady who was telling me it's not just a glass ceiling it's a hard plastic ceiling <laughs> <laughs> what do you say Um I talk to a lot of women um you know women from you know American women and otherwise mm-hmm. and most perceive that a glass ceiling exists okay. um and I would say if so many women feel that way there's probably some glass ceiling there um but I go back to it, it really all boils down to what you do personally okay and I was fortunate that I was in a company that truly rewards results uh You know in you were in when you were in Procter and Gamble you uh-huh. were the chief financial officer of the global baby care business unit That's correct Is it because that you're a lady that they put you there or would a man would also have handled this Um I think was the first woman at that level mm-hmm. and uh I was probably the, I was also the youngest and the least senior okay. at that level All right and, and it it was a pr- it was a very senior job and there were probably a lot of other people who wanted it Mhm Um the job I had right prior to that was one that I excelled at which was why I got this job. And that was as a controller for the paper products division. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. And uh I was very specific about wanting this job. You know there are a lot of women in corporate both India America wherever all over the world who they see are more in human resources and public relations. There are very few in the financial sector because it's considered as a kind of a hardcore sector for women. Are there many more coming in or are there very few like you Sarah? I think there are lots of women coming in um into finance. Mm-hmm. The key is moving up uh progression and progression at a rate that is at least as good or better than your male peers. Mm-hmm. Um I think the progression issue is still an open one where if you just look at the numbers, you look at the statistics, generally speaking women and Indian women for sure are not making it through the levels as fast as their male peers. Okay. 
But it is happening. I think there are lots of other women um, who have made it through. We just need a little patience <laughs> and perseverance. Absolutely. And results. I mean, at the end of the day, I think it yes, really does boil down line. to results. You know what? There was another study, I believe, conducted in which they say companies which have women at top levels, uh, those companies do better in the stock market. Um, I haven't seen that study, but um, I'll take it. It sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all these studies make you feel good. I don't know whether it's uh, true or it's, uh, you know, just cooked up like they say statistics, but it makes women feel good. And that's important because there are some women CEOs when a study was conducted, I believe they said that they're still judged by the physical appearance rather than ability. Like, you know, uh, they say uh, when a man refers to a lady, he says, you know, you can tell she's a very hard person by the shape of her lips. Now, they wouldn't say a thing like that to men. Probably not. And I would say today, if you made a comment like that, you mm. would probably have a sexual discrimination <laughs> suit filed against you. Yes. So even if that is uh, discussed, uh, people are more careful today. But, better watch out. Right. But at the same time, if those thoughts go through your mind, mm. um, I remember at Proctor, there were times when we'd be sitting around discussing promotion candidates and people would sometimes forget. I was a woman. I was usually the only woman in those sessions. Mm -hmm. Um, and there would be conversations of that ilk, not quite as bad as I think she's a hard person because of the shape of her lips, yeah. but more around I don't think she's assertive enough. I don't see her leading, you know, a large organization of two to three hundred people. Yes, yeah. You know, there was this uh, lieutenant general from the American uh, Army, I think, who was speaking at a PBS show on when women rule or if women rule the world. Uh -huh. So she said about how when she is very concerned and caring which is what women are supposed to be good at people skills she is told don't mother your people whereas if a man is like that they say he leads well <laughs> <laughs> you know these are the things i think which um, you know just irks you a little what do you say the semantics maybe but still well i don't think mothering your people is good for a man or a woman um, you know, it's a competitive environment out there. Uh -huh. And um, so I would say I wouldn't recommend it for either sex. I, I, <laughs> I just think it's a very tough marketplace out there and you need to win. I mean, the reality is, um, especially in an ec economic environment like the one we're in, mm -hmm. where it's more or less a zero-sum game, mm -hmm. there, was, there is only one winner. And, and mothering your people, cushioning them, mm -hmm. I don't think is really the right approach. Um, I actually believe it's one where you have to be fair. Yes, um, so, fair is the right word. Yeah, I, you have to be fair. Uh, and that means regardless of sex, race, whatever, you have to be fair. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing is they say women are pretty good at people skills, but people skills are not considered as good business skills. What do you say? I think people skills are critically important. Uh, but people skills based on fairness, I think... Mm. Uh, are both valued and respected. Mm -hmm. um, I've always said I don't need to be liked, but I always want to be respected. Mm. Um, because all of us have to make tough decisions. All of us have to make tough decisions about people because I think you're only as good as the people working for you. Especially with this recession and having to lay off people. And oh, absolutely. It must absolutely. be terrible to tell somebody, sorry, you guys, tomorrow you don't come. Right. But, I, you know, when, when I see layoffs, as I, um, you know, think of recessions and layoffs, mm -hmm. I think that's really the responsibility of management. A layoff indicates that you had not anticipated a downturn yes. and you had not planned for it. Foresight, better foresight. Absolutely. Um, so a layoff is one where I think management is very culpable. Mm -hmm. um, what I would consider downsizing, re-engineering, 
you know instead instead of kind of blowing up and uh, splurging when you, everything is doing well it's better to save for the rainy day that's absolutely and manage your workforce accordingly you got to be prudent because um once you staff up mm-hmm. trying to pull back later the only way you can do it quickly is with a layoff and that's um terrible terrible indictment on management in terms of how they were managing the business the coming back to women again yeah. you know i mean women doing well in the corporate scenario they say that women have to you know they go and do managerial mimicry in the sense that you know wear power suits and play golf and only then if you act like a man then you can be <laughs> the man's world does it uh, really happen so uh, i don't play golf uh, i think it's a terribly boring game i do play tennis which i enjoy a lot more <laughs> yeah okay. uh, but All uh, the golfers out there won't like that. Well, golf is more of a corporate sport, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not going to play golf just because I think that's the right thing to do. All right, okay. Um, I uh, do believe, however, that you have to fit in. Mm-hmm. And fitting in, I believe, is a combination of people trusting you mm-hmm. and uh, as well as ensuring you maintain your independence and your femininity or whatever you choose to maintain. Mm-hmm. you don't want to be feminine that is your choice okay um but the most important thing is what i call being accepted and i think for a woman the best route to go is to be respected first absolutely for anyone i guess in any relationship i think respect for each other is important absolutely now you use the word feminine the thing is again there a study which says that uh, women in the corporate scenario are um, more interested in pressing the uniform of the team rather than uh, you know which means they get into the nitty-gritties rather than leading the team i think that's an unfair statement <laughs> and um but if that is what uh women do or if that's what a woman does then i don't think she should move up the organization but i think what she would need is a mentor somebody who takes a genuine interest in her okay um you know to sh- to essentially help her navigate the corporate waters. And when I go back to when I joined P&G, mm-hmm. um, I had no American degree. Mm-hmm. And so I came straight out of India to a company which mostly hires straight out of MBA school. Okay. Uh, so when I interviewed, uh, they essentially offered me a non-management position. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've never figured out why, but the current CFO, former CEO, the current CEO, are all people I worked for who for some reason took an interest in me. I've never figured out why. Mm-hmm. And while I would not say there was a formal mentoring relationship, there was definitely a very informal mentoring relationship. Do in- uh, women feel comfortable mentoring other women and facilitating the success? Uh, I mentor both women and men. Okay. Uh, both uh, of, of regardless of race or gender. But I think it has to be a natural thing. uh there has to be a uh, atmosphere of mutual respect mm-hmm. where both parties feel they're getting something out of it mm-hmm. and it's about helping the other person uh understand things that they're doing right and things that they're doing wrong okay but because you see when you're mentoring you also have this threat that the person i mentor could overtake me uh and that usually does happen eventually but a really good mentor yeah uh essentially allows that to happen Yeah, I suppose a good teacher always feels good when the student surpasses her or him. Exactly. And that is something like um um test uh, what should I say testimony to your being good. Well, I don't know. I I think I was very lucky <laughs> <laughs> to have a good mentor and being a good mentor too. Um I think I had some phenomenal mentors uh at P- primarily at P&G mm-hmm. and um I I think because of that 
I got what I would call terrific assignments that allowed me to shine. And you would like to do the same to somebody Absolutely, else. because when I see somebody extremely talented, you and give that. yeah, and just a few things um, that need to be addressed. One is you have to be willing to take harsh critical feedback and mm-hmm. be willing to learn from it. Mm-hmm. That's it, that's it. Right, that's not always easy. It's much easier to listen to positive feedback. Absolutely. But the mentors I had uh, gave me some pretty critical feedback. Uh-huh. And you take it in the right spirit. Right, right. But we had such a good relationship, I would argue a lot and disagree. Mm-hmm. Uh, but eventually, uh, it always sinks in and you realize, you know what, that's probably true. Yeah, that's what it is. Truth prevails. Right. Now, right. before we sum up, I'd just like to ask you one last question, Sarah. Sure. What is the corporate mix that a woman, you know, to a corporate mix, what is it a woman brings? Help me understand when you say corporate mix, what do you mean by that? Uh, what do I mean is when they say if you be successful in corporate, you have to be, like you said, an assertive person, a communicative person and things like that. This is what a mix that they ah, call. Okay. Uh, so so a mix of attributes. Um, I would say the most important one is leadership. Okay. You need to have a large number of the organization look up to you and admire you. Just with your competence and stuff? Uh, yeah, essentially for what you do, um, the fact that they can actually learn from you. Okay. Because if they don't trust to follow you, you can essentially never, ever go get anywhere. So leadership is so critical and okay. critically important. All right. And it's, uh, it's a tough thing to define, but I think it starts, begins and ends with leadership. The second is flexibility and adaptability, uh-huh. which is a willingness to change in an unfamiliar or a changing environment. Okay. And the third, I would say, is results orientation, Absolutely. which is never, ever forget why you are here and what you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And the okay. constant adaptability and leadership is all about being able to change direction and, and motivate a large bunch of people to follow you, even though they're not quite sure if you're doing the right thing, but they have to trust implicitly. And if you do this, the glass ceiling. There is no glass ceiling. Then. <laughs> through, that's all. Right. Thanks a lot, Sarah. It's great having spoken to you about this. Thank you, Chaya. I wish you all the best, and we hope that you will shine in corporate America. Thank you. The bright you. star you are. Thank, Thank you. you. This program was brought to you by Guild of Women Achievers, which hopes to connect women globally so that they can access each other's products, services, and expertise. Do log on to www.womenachievers.com. Bye-bye.